1: Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. I'm David Reed. This is Merrick Larwood. Happy summertime! Happy summertime to everybody. Um, we're doing slightly s- shorter podcasts uh, for the next few weeks because we're away on holiday. Imagine this like a really, really long answer phone message. We're not away on holiday, though. We we're working. Yeah, but you know. This is the only time of year I've
2: got any work. I know we do do things <laughs> is when it's nice weather. It's like anti-school. Yeah, where, uh, we work. We work for one long period in the middle of the year. On the hottest day of the year, well, basically, my job now has become pretty much just being a Boris Johnson lookalike. Yeah, and not everyone else is enjoying themselves. I was in a full suit and a wig and a helmet, <laughs> doing skateboard tricks in the p- park. Are you good at skateboarding? No, I've been skateboarding for like twenty years. In in shoes, used to skateboard though. Yeah, on the island. Oh, I didn't really
1: skateboard, I just went downhill. Okay. I could n- I'm couldn't. terrible at it. I can't even stand on a skateboard.
2: Well, I had to do that and do skateboard tricks and then do parkour with some sort of half ninja man when it was 35 degrees. But, you know, it's work, isn't it? It is work.
1: It is work. And it's what Boris is doing, so you need to uh, be able to do it Every time too. I do
2: something stupid, Boris Johnson, who, for the people don't know, is the mayor of London... If you look him up on Google, you can see me. It's basically me
1: with a long wig. He's that uh, seemingly sort of mentally subnormal man who uh, accepted the flag at the uh, Beijing Olympics at the end. He is going
2: to be the Prime Minister of England purely by on Colombo rules, which is
1: <laughs> acting like you're stupid so yeah. everyone thinks
2: you're not a threat.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's I Claudius. Yeah. That's very clever. Um, yeah. No, he is, isn't he? Or... I think he might hold on to the being mayor because actually uh, Mayor of London will become more powerful than the Prime Minister. All I hope is that I, he carries on for a while
2: because it's basically funding my life at the moment right. and I can be in the biopic of it. Do you think your sketches are helping his public image or hindering him? Probably helping. Right. All right. Well, we uh, watched a movie this week. Yes, yeah, so we should explain what this is our summer block of movies. We're doing just one film a week. Uh, which um, we're covering. Uh, just a shorter podcast. You've done that, haven't you? I've done that. We watched Tim and Eric's Billion, billion Dollar, dollar movie. movie. Now, had you heard of Tim and Eric before? Well, my experience with Tim and Eric, is someone said to me before, oh, you'll love Tim and Eric.
1: Yeah.
2: And I watched one sketch on the internet and I think it was a bad one. Okay. And I just thought, who are these people? I hate them. i <laughs> well, never watched anything else since and I thought that... so. On my expectations watching this, when you suggested it, I thought, oh no,
1: it's going to be some really, I just thought it would be some really camp, annoying <laughs> sort of comedy. No. Uh, but, well, a bit of a history of Tim and Eric before we talk about the movie. Um, they are a sketch, basically double act. Uh, they made their own sketches online, is where they started, on timanderic.com. And then they got picked up by Adult Swim, which is um, the Cartoon Network's evening slot for adults. So it's um, it's actually produced some absolutely brilliant shows. If you've uh, if you've never seen Venture Brothers, track that down. It's one of my favourite things of all time. I haven't seen it. it. Brilliant! It's a cartoon. We won't get into it now, but Venture Brothers, track that mm-hmm. down. Uh, but Tim and Eric uh, did a um, uh, thing called uh, Tim and Eric. Uh, what's awesome it? show! Awesome it? show! Great job or good job. Yeah. Um, which is a sketch show, and then they. Uh, got the movie off the back of that. That's the short version. There's other things in between. But, Tim and Eric, billion dollar movie, is about the two of them having been given a billion dollars by a big movie executive to make a film. They completely screw it up and then have to go and try and raise a billion dollars which uh, to pay them back before these guys kill them. And so they see an advert for a shopping mall on, uh, on TV that Will Ferrell runs, and he says you could earn a billion dollars by running his shopping mall, and that's basically it. But that itself explains that it's stupid. It is and it's incredibly, having a, incredibly stupid. It's having
2: a pop at everything to do with film.
1: Yes, yes. Basically, it's, it's at times quite a tense and uncomfortable watch, because you're not, you're not really spoon-fed anything. You've sort of got to do the work yourself. Because every single convention of this beat of a movie is subverted, so it's absolutely, actually, underneath it all, a trad movie. But every single thing is subverted along the way.
2: Every single, so you don't realise how what this film is is great for watching is. You don't realise how much how much of the language in cinema you take for granted. Yes, because they hold shots, they put the wrong shots in places. They have looks that go wrong that see so all the beat you're saying, all the beaks are sort of changed and warped you think. Yeah, they're God,
1: still recognizable though, as being like this yeah. is the bit where they have a heart to heart and their uh, friendship is reunited. But it isn't. That's not what you're watching, it, but you know that is what that it bit It takes a piss of everything to do with film of film adverts, of
2: I absolutely love this film. I thought always was brilliant. I was expect I, I was but it is an ex- I talked with a friend about expectations. My expectations were so low. Right. Because I, I thought this was going to be awful. And I looked at my IMDb and it's got like a
1: 4.9 rating. Oh, yeah. it's Well, that's it's easily explained because it clearly isn't for everyone.
2: Like it's, ve- it's very niche. And yeah. I think I, because of having done this podcast and probably the people listening to this podcast, having to go to the cinema every week or watching, you know, three or four films a week, yeah. you can get filmed out. So if you're that person who's you know yeah yeah it was the perfect antidote for, for me and I thought to the last airbender like, to the last airbender and the succession of superhero films I keep slagging off. <laughs> uh I, I love I laughed out loud I was surprised you never know what's going to happen because no. they're just they will just mess around every single convention and they're
1: both really really funny as well and they've got a great supporting cast I've mentioned Will Ferrell already John C. Riley, who is a long time collaborator with them he does a character called Steve Brühl on their um, uh, which was a separate show actually they're all online but Dr. Steve Brühl is a fantastic character but he plays uh, just a sort of really really ill man who's been brought up by wolves in the shopping mall Yeah, in this I can't remember his name even. I can't remember I do they, they essentially
2: they don't give a, sh- a shit yeah <laughs> you know, they just go up on a story and push it and push it and push it I I mean the, the story doesn't
1: really matter at all it's sort no. of a joke well, neither do the characters like the characters sort of the film treats them like they're the good guys all the way through and you're supposed to be rooting for them but they do some of the most horrible things <laughs> <laughs> and he just steals a man's son because he wants it, it he
2: <laughs> just it is. they're really funny but there are moments when I thought it was oh, I'm not a big fan of humour, yeah you'd be surprised mm. but I thought it was too crude at some points mm. and when they get it wrong it sort of goes really wrong yeah. in places some of the jokes sort of misfire quite badly but when they get it right yes they re-
1: it's, a, it's a it's a hit I, it's it, I mean, the gag rate is really high, even though they're not, you know, traditional gags. I, I guess, but it feels sort of like a, the postmodern equivalent of airplane. Do you know yeah, what I yes, mean? Yeah. Where where it's that silly and that is its goal, pure yeah. and simple. I mean, I I personally found it. I'm really I've, I laughed a lot, but I, I did find it quite uncomfortable watching at times, and that's probably just because of the lack of coherent narrative or anything. I like. Watching characters, and I like, well, and you you have to sort of abandon that because you're not going to get it. But I, I think that's a good point actually. But I I watched this, I watched
2: like 45 minutes of it with my girlfriend, and then we we're like, oh, should we stop it there? Yeah. And I think it's almost like a TV episode mm. because you you after a while, that's the thing with comedy how you translate comedy onto the big screen. Yeah maybe it's better to watch it in two sort of batches. I, think I do think that
1: might work. Their film at the beginning with uh, Johnny Depp, who <laughs> turns out they got the wrong guy, and they just got a Johnny Depp lookalike uh, to play Mr Diamond. Have you watched much uh, of their stuff before? I've I've uh, watched a bit. I've mostly watched Steve Bruhl sketches because okay. somebody else has put me onto them. They're in those, but that's mostly John C. Um, it's It's that thing of a lot of, a lot of adult swim stuff and american sketches for our american listeners you probably appreciate how frustrating this is um, American comedy has gotten really good online at blocking its content from other countries. You can't, I tried to watch So, stuff we, here. we can't watch any Colbert Report or The Daily Show or anything Amy Polar's ever done or Tim and Eric or any of these. You know, it's all like of being this in stuff, North
2: Korea. It is
1: a bit like being in North Korea. We have fantastic military parades. Yeah, we are a very efficient parade.
2: society, but we cannot actually consume any other culture. No, we're not allowed to. It would, it would blow our tiny little North Korean minds. Maybe they're saying something really sub- subversive in these Tim and Eric films that undermined our whole government and social structure.
1: Maybe. Maybe. If only we had our eyes open. If only the British were a little more cynical. That's what we need. Yeah. Um, yes, but Tim and Eric, billion dollar movie. I mean, um, I think inevitably... It is not going to be for everyone. Mm-hmm. Who, not even everyone who listens to this podcast. I think a lot of people won't like it. I am. I loved it, and I think it's very niche. I think you have to have consumed a lot of movies and consumed a lot of comedy to enjoy the fact they're deviating from those normal paths. I just thought it was really refreshing. I am. I'm
2: giving it ten Maricks. Really? Ten. Because I thought, you know what? I could have. I, I thought maybe give it a nine. I thought no, they've got balls. Yeah. I'll give him 10. Well done, Tim and Eric. I'm a converted, massive fan. And although it wasn't successful all the way through, I think it was great to see a comedy like this. There's nothing
1: else like it. I should mention as well, it's got um, Peck from Ghostbusters in it, who's the best bad guy ever. Oh, of course, yes, yes. Yeah. He's the henchman. The yes, yes. Yeah. That's why I recognise him Yeah, he yeah. Was, uh, he's the guy who closes down the, um, the containment field in the uh, Ghostbusters and releases all of the ghosts. He's the best evil 80s guy ever. He's a good evil He's 80s. Ex- They've got, He's some got good such, evil such an evil face. Yeah. I, I like the idea of um, getting to make your own movie so you fill it with everyone who you loved watching when you were younger. We totally do that. It's got One Jeff day. Goldblum in it as well.
2: And yeah. <laughs> his name is spelled wrong.
1: Anyway, you just watch it. <laughs> watch and it's, it. On,
2: it's on Netflix, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Track it down. Um... How many days are you going to give it? Seven and a half, I think. Okay. I think it's, you know, I I think I would have benefited from watching it in two instalments like you. Okay. Did. I think I would have. It's quite exhausting watching. It's like, um, it's nothing like this, but also it is. If you've ever seen Tim Vine's uh, full show, one liners. One liners. Yeah, I love it, but it's exhausting. That's when
2: I did, when I first started doing stand up, I did one liners. Right. And I went and did all these competitions. Basically, when you start up on the British stamp circuit, you get known by doing lots of open spot competition to mm. five minute uh, sets yeah. and you get an agent through that. So I just do one-liners so you've got more a lot of the laugh rate. Suddenly you start to do 20 minute paid slots after 10, 11 minutes. It's exhausting. Yeah, it didn't work so well. didn't work. in real trouble. You have to lower your gag rate. Well, it's a separate story. That's for the comedy <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Anyway, there's a, wait, someone's kindly sent in a, a one minute review. Excellent. What's it for and who's it from? It's from Lee Wood and it's about Man of
0: Steel. Let's have a listen. Hi, David and Marek. Uh, I'm Lee Wood. I do a podcast on uh, psychiccast.com for video games. So, if anyone wants to listen to that, go there. But I thought I'd do a quick review of the Man of Steel film. I can't really review it much without spoiling everything. But quickly, the best part of the film is the first 20 minutes where you're on Krypton with Jor-El. Russell Crowe is absolutely amazing as Jarelle, and the action is non stop and great. The film then kind of loses its pace and becomes very slow with Superman just wandering the earth trying to find out who he is. And I think the actors they've got in there are so underused, it's unbelievable. Having Lawrence Fishburne and Kevin Costner in there for five minutes each just makes no sense. And the end of the film, the last 30 minutes, it just dragged on for a long, long time. It just seemed to be one big, massive fight that just kept on going and going and going. For me, the film is alright. it's average... So I would give it five lees.
2: Boop! Uh, clever, good plug there for your own show.
1: Well done. <laughs> well, that's it for this week's podcast. Yes, know. yes, that is. That's all we've. Uh, that's all we've got time for. Uh, so, uh, if you'd like to get in touch about something, and we will get on your emails. Uh, in September but if you'd like to get in touch then do email us dearfilmfandango at gmail.com or you can uh, Facebook us forward slash filmfandango tweet us at filmfandango or if you'd like to help uh, contribute to the running of the podcast so that we can keep it going then go to filmfandango.co.uk we will be back next week keep watching the films yes and
2: thank you very much for the people donated. we really, really appreciate it really you're
1: the best that. people
2: oh <laughs>